This week we have been talking about sex, particularly looking at uh, the prohibition that gets established in the Seventh Commandment to not commit adultery. And I've been arguing that um, there's a grand positive behind this negative, and that grand positive is a hugely uh, is it's a it's a view of sex that it, it is good and it's a wonderful thing. Uh, it is something that God designed to be shared between a husband and a wife, uh, and that leads to today's point, and that is that uh, the Bible points to sex as a foreshadowing of the glories of our union with Christ. Now, I have to be careful here because this sounds uh, scandalous, but. When we look at the Bible, we see that the Bible portrays um, the, the, the union between the bride, which is the church, and Jesus, uh, the groom, uh, as, as a marital union. And uh, we see this uh, in a number of places. For instance, in Ephesians chapter 5, you've got this whole language about uh, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And uh, we also have it in other places for this reason. A man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. The two will become one flesh, which sounds very much like sex. But Paul is writing this in Ephesians 5 uh, to say he's talking about marriage. And he goes on. He says, this is a profound mystery. I'm talking here about Christ and the church. So he goes back and forth between a husband and a wife having sex and Christ and the church. Uh, we have several uh, allusions in Revelation which have similar overtones to the idea of the wedding um, of Christ to the church, the entire book of Hosea, uh, all, and then we got Romans 7.14, which sort of goes into this. You got this weird analogy comparing spiritual infidelity uh, with adultery and marriage and weaving sex into the imagery. Um, I remember being uh, a little embarrassed by um, when I was studying this. I was embarrassed for two reasons. First of all, I, I was at this particular, when I was working on this uh, years ago, uh, I was at a Starbucks. And I had all these files with me. And, um, you know, I'm always reading articles and filing them away. And certainly more true back then before the internet when you could just file things electronically. So I had all these articles, and my file folder was, was labeled sex. And it occurred to me that if somebody came up to me at the Starbucks, I've got, this, I've got all these uh, folders and all these articles labeled sex. Now, there was nothing salacious or scandalous about what I had. It was all, you know, commentaries on different biblical books, and it was articles about sex and marriage and those things. So it, it wasn't, there was nothing to be embarrassed about. What I was embarrassed about Mostly was that I had not ever equated the idea uh, of, of the intimacy in marriage where you can be naked and unashamed with the gospel in which when we are forgiven, we are completely, you know, before God, naked again and unashamed. And uh, I just had not seen that. So, look, the suggestion uh, in the Bible is that the joy... An ecstasy of marital intimacy, and I want to be clear uh, because, because there's a lot of people who are very much hurt by sex because it is not in the context as God has designed, one man, one woman committed to each other for a lifetime. 
and so it is, it is not what it could be, and it's not safe and any of that, but the, 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 the intimacy and the ecstasy of marital intimacy is a foretaste of union with Christ. Nobody has a higher view of sex than God uh, or than the Christian worldview. Have a good day.